Are you ready to be transformed? You're about to spend a life-changing hour with a woman who's done more than just talk about dramatic self-transformation. She achieved it, then literally wrote the book on it, leaving countless success stories in her wake. Will yours be next? Find out now and every Friday on The Cat James Show. And now your host, Cat James. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Cat James Show. I hope you're ready to be transformed yet again today because my guests today are pretty amazing and certainly have transformed many lives. Uh, I am joined today by Sally Fallon Morell, who is president of the Weston A. Price Foundation and author of Nourishing Traditions, uh, really um, eye-opening, not as it should be not as eye-opening for us because sometimes we lose sight of the very things uh, upon which our survival as a species and certainly our happiness can, uh, can, can rest. And so, Sally, thank you for being here. I'm excited in this segment to be talking about vegan fact and fiction. Um, we've been hearing a lot in the media, a lot that uh, represents some pretty strong opinions about eating meat uh, or not to eat meat and the environmental, uh, supposed environmental impact. And uh, of course, all those population studies um, that of course would point to the fact that we all should be eating, uh, you know, vegetables, grains, and, and uh, not much meat. Um, I personally was uh, transformed from that opinion uh, through my own health challenges and uh, failing liver at 24 after a 12-year eating disorder. And uh, it, is, it took me to a very unlikely place. I, I went through seven years of vegetarianism and then uh, really had my crisis, and, and this did not um, help my eating disorder, certainly. And I just stumbled upon uh, some little different things that I did, and one of those was to bring meat back and, uh, and actually started to notice that I felt incredibly better from a high-fat diet once I took out all of the blood sugar-spiking culprits that were making me uh, a crazy person in relationship with food. So that was my story. Sally, I, I, I would love for you to share where your passion first originated. I know that you are pretty much the living spokesperson for the work of Weston A. Price, who was this incredibly um, dedicated dentist who, uh, mostly in the 1930s, if I have this correct, uh, was, was very much into researching indigenous uh, populations just to see, uh, especially those with healthy teeth, suspecting that this had a lot more to do with uh, what they were consuming than uh, what we would consider to be the health, the, uh, you know, the things that we need to focus on for dental health today. But it says so much more than about dental health. Sally, welcome. And uh, I'd love Thank to you. know if you could just let us know how this uh, originated for you, this passion, and uh, what you would have to say to those who have shunned um, meat and animal products? Well, my passion actually began when I read his book, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, back in the 70s. And cutting right to the chase about vegetarianism, he did not find a single traditional culture or any culture that practiced veganism. Some of them had less meat in their diet than others. Other, uh, some, of them, some of them had diets based entirely on meat and they were extremely healthy. Uh, so my passion arose from my concern about children and what children need in their diets to grow and be strong, and they need very nutrient-dense diets 
And this cannot be accomplished with yep. veganism. It just absolutely cannot be done. And, um, you know, if I, I say if you want to be a vegan and you're not planning to have children, that's fine. Uh, but right. it's very, very risky to even have a baby. And if you do have a baby and it's normal, um, you are uh, denying that child what it needs to have optimal development. And it, that's every child's right to have optimal development. So that that's really my passion. I'm extremely concerned about the many false claims made about vegetarianism, and I'm going to name one right now. That's Colin Campbell, who has, has publicly stated that his big study in China found that the people on plant-based diets had fewer health problems. And this is just absolutely not correct. I have looked at mm-hmm. the study, I've looked at his data, and the data do not show any uh, fewer health problems in people who were eating a lot of plants. And these were not vegan diets anyway. They were just diets that had a lot of plants in them. And then there's the the whole issue of population studies and how many studies are we actually going to ever hear about that were performed using properly prepared meat that was properly raised in the context of a real diet that would have been consumed um, in a traditional diet or one of these indigenous diets uh, that would be consumed in the context of uh, free of all the processed foods etc. It, it seems as though because of um, the the a strong weight of opinions against meat consumption, you might some might call it propaganda, uh, then that, that you would, um, if you were a health conscious person, uh, you might certainly follow through and certainly believe uh, that meat is going to make you unhealthy and therefore you might be one of the healthier because you're already doing yoga and everything else and cutting out, you know, your soda, et cetera. But uh, I know that you'll agree with me that the population studies are not uh, the ideal model to look at. You know, it's how you organize your population study and what you look at. There are several studies that show a correlation between eating meat and higher rates of colon cancer, for example. We have looked at those studies very carefully, and some of them are just lies. Uh, what they say was eating meat was actually consuming vegetable oils. And others, um, when you mm-hmm. pick apart the data, it's eating processed meat. So basically people on junk food diets have more colon cancer. Um, big surprise. But there is absolutely mm-hmm. no, um, uh, you know, studies that implicate fresh meat as causing disease. In fact, Argentina, which is a big meat-eating country, has very low rates of colon cancer. Uh, what, what concerns me is that the promises made for veganism, both for health and environment and your spiritual growth and everything, kind of turn people's thinking processes off. And so when they do start to get sick, which inevitably, inevitably happens sooner or later, um, people are not going to admit to themselves that it's their diet. They think it's something else. And I have, for example, had women come up to me in tears saying, I was promised I'd never get cancer if I ate a vegan diet, and lo and behold, I have cancer. So it's very, um, you know, immoral, really, the kind of uh, promises that are being made for the vegan diet. 
Yep. And, you know, uh, with, with the emergence of the importance or the awareness of the importance of things like vitamin D, it's yes. interesting to start looking at the sources from which the potent source uh, being D3, the one uh, that we are told has been responsible for all of the amazing effects in studies, um, is come, comes from animal fat. Yes, um, right. And, uh, and, and uh, shellfish yeah. like I, shrimp. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, so as far as B12, I mean, uh, I think most vegetarians, uh, most vegans are aware that they need to pay a lot of attention um, to get their B12. They might be, you know, uh, eating spirulina, et cetera. Well, um, well they won't get it. It's very from, hard. Yeah. yeah. They won't get it from spirulina. Uh, that's, that's another myth. They won't get it from fermented soy. Uh, B12 has to come from animal foods. And the vegan groups actually admit this now and and uh, recommend the B12 supplement. So that right there tells you that this is not a normal natural diet because people in the past did yeah. not have B12 supplements. And B12 deficiency is extremely serious. It manifests neurological problems. It manifests as psychological problems like depression, obsessive compulsive behavior, schizophrenia. Uh, Alzheimer's, and also a serious diseases like cancer and heart disease and uh, multiple sclerosis is another B12 uh, deficiency mm-hmm. disease. So, and, and you know, you it, once you've been deficient in B12 for a certain amount of time, the, it, the damage is permanent. You can't you can't recover. Absolutely, and so there is a there's also a um, you know a belief that. Uh, that the caveman, you know, was was a, a vegetarian or a fruititarian uh, or a low fat low fat eater. I'd love you to uh, comment on that. Yes. Well, um, we know that um, humans are meat eaters or omnivores because we have eyes that look forward. Um, all the uh, vegetarian animals have eyes on the sides of their heads. So we uh, the hunters have eyes that look forward. Um, we know the earliest remains that we have of man or mankind are tools for um, killing animals, for opening up their uh, bones and getting the brain and the skull and the marrow and so forth. And that's another really important point. Uh, people say, well, I don't like meat. I don't do well on meat. It's often because they're not eating enough fat with their meat. Um, we mm-hmm. really don't recommend lean meat. It's very quite dangerous, actually. You you absolutely need the fat with it, and all traditional cultures understood this. They went for the fat and the organ meats first, the most nutritious and nutrient-dense parts, and very often they threw the, the lean muscle meats away. So we actually teach yeah. people how to eat meat so that it's good for you. We also put a huge yeah. emphasis on how the animals are raised, we're not in favor of confinement agriculture either, and we teach our members how to find the farms that are raising animals in the right way. Yep, and uh, also, you know, the one thing that uh, I'm sure you have comments on is the fact that uh, certain problems arise as soon as a cow eats grain for example, um, I uh, did an interview with um, John Wood of U.S. Wellness Meats, oh, yes, and he uh-huh. talked about his years in conventional farming and how they used to have to give liver drugs to the animals that were raised eating grain. So when we return, let's let's uh, talk a little more about how animals are raised.
raised and a whole lot more about the different things that can happen if you aren't getting this kind of nutrient density uh, in your diet. I am again with um, Sally Fallon, president of the Weston A. Price Foundation and author of Nourishing Traditions. This is the Cat James Show, and we'll be right back. I love to drill and fill. Ow! <laughs> Does that hurt? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I just uh, have to go deep. Go deep. Dr. Sadisco, your next patient is here. Okay, Mrs. Jones, let's take a look. Oh, no. This is terrible. Terrible? But I brush twice a day with Spry toothpaste and chew Spry gum. They contain all-natural xylitol with its proven dental health benefits. You don't have any cavities. Absolutely no plaque. And your gums look fantastic. Is this some kind of a sick joke? How can I drool if your teeth are clean and healthy? <laughs> what is it you said you've been using? Spry? Yes, Spry toothpaste, oral rinse, and chewing gum. Well, you might as well go home. But my teeth... Are perfect. You happy? Um, yes, actually, I am. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, can we keep this Spry thing just between us? Uh, I'll give you a free bib. Some no, x-rays. I, I Latex gloves? Come on, I'll never drill again. <laughs> Help me out here. Spry toothpaste and Spry sugar-free chewing gum are part of the Spry Dental Defense System. Products that are 100% sweetened with xylitol, taste good, and are good for your teeth. Find them at your local health foods retailer or visit SpryDental.com to find a retailer near you. Is your body missing something? Our bodies know when we're not getting enough omega-3s from our diets. And if you're missing out on omega-3s, you're probably also missing out on things like better moods, more comfortable joints, healthier skin, and much more. Thousands of studies now show the multitasking health benefits of omega-3s for everything from heart, brain, joint, and metabolic health to improving immunity and the body's response to stress. Studies also show that the best source of omega-3s is a fish oil supplement. I'm Kat James, and for me, everything changed when I started taking fish oil. I'm a true believer in the power of fish oil and in the purity and environmental dedication of Nordic Naturals. Their patented processing technology ensures industry-leading purity and freshness and a clean, fruity taste. Get the omega-3s you're missing with Nordic Naturals' complete line of award-winning fish oils for adults, children, and pets. Learn more at nordicnaturals.com. Hi, I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. For weeks, you've heard me stress the importance of probiotics to your health and beauty transformation plan. Healthy inner ecology gives new meaning to the term inner beauty and is critical to your digestion, looks, and immune health. How do you get your inner ecology humming? Start with a quality daily probiotic to balance your good versus bad bacteria. My favorite, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics 12 Plus. It's fermented for three years using 12 strains of living bacteria, including the powerful TH10 strain. It even helps your body produce its own unique strains of good bacteria. I've recommended Dr. O'Hara's for years and seen some amazing benefits in myself and in my program attendees who use it daily. Take your inner beauty to the next level. Get Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics 12 Plus today at Vitamin Shop and other health stores or online at probiotics12.com. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Results may vary. Welcome back to the Cat James Show. Today we're talking vegan myths and truths. 
And uh, we have probably the most qualified person, living person, uh, talking with, uh, with us about this very issue. This is, uh, we have Sally Fallon Morell, who is president of the Weston A. Prowse Founda Foundation and author of Nourishing Traditions. And uh, it has already been a fascinating segment that we just had. We were uh, just getting into an area of, um, we talked about the different studies that are supposedly um, showing proof that a vegetarian diet is more healthful and where the holes are in these studies. Um, and uh, Sally, where did you want to uh, pick up? I know that we talked about how meat is prepared and the kind of meat, and we talked about um, properly raised meat. Maybe that would be a great place to start. Um, can you uh, give us the difference in, in the body's experience of uh, industrial raised, grain fed, uh, you know, obviously drug, uh, drug contaminated meats and that are improperly cooked and uh, give us a little bit of a, an idea of what matters in terms of how meat is uh, sourced and prepared. Well, the, we, we promote grass fed beef, uh, grass fed meats, um, eggs. Uh, you know, cheese, milk, and everything from animals outside eating green grass and in the sunlight. And that accomplishes two things. It ensures that there's going to be vitamin D in of the animals because they make vitamin D when they're in the sunlight, and that includes the egg yolks. And it ensures that there will be vitamins A and K uh, in the fats because they're eating green grass. Now, these three vitamins, A, D, and K, are the really critical vitamins that we need for everything that happens in the body, from making hormones to making insulin to making sure that we assimilate all the other nutrients in our diet. This was the discovery of Weston Price. Mm -hmm. So this is why we yeah. promote... Um, the grass-fed animal products. And one thing I want to say is that vitamin A is critical for protein digestion. And this is why we need the organ meats, we need the fats, because they provide the vitamin A that allows us to actually assimilate that protein. And without the vitamin A, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're eating, say, lean meat, we become very deficient in vitamin A. And that leads yep. to all sorts of problems. So we're really teaching people how to eat meat and where to find the healthy meats. Uh, you know, one of the main factors in pushing people towards veganism, vegetarianism, is what we call the lipid hypothesis, which is that cholesterol and saturated fats are bad for us. Uh, this is totally mm -hmm. wrong. It was invented by the vegetable oil industry to promote their products taken up by the processed food industry, which wanted cheap vegetable oils uh, in their products. And it's just been an absolute catastrophe in many ways, but most importantly, a catastrophe for our children. And all of these learning disabilities yep. and behavior problems and growth problems that we're seeing are really problems of uh, deficiencies, malnutrition. Absol absolutely. Yeah, from not um, getting... I wanted to point... Yeah, butter and cream and all on of that. that. Yeah. On that, um, and I'm sorry there's a little delay, I'm on the East Coast here, um, but on that note, I just wanted to point out a study that exactly echoes what you just said, which, uh, which shows that there has never been a correlation between dietary intake of cholesterol and the raising of cholesterol levels. One example is the Women's Health Initiative study in right. 2006 that, that showed that 48,835 older women 
that uh, with, with an increased intake of cholesterol, there was no uh, correlation with their blood cholesterol levels. Right. And right. Uh, and so yeah, and there's also another way, uh, study no that showed between yeah. uh, heart attacks and your blood cholesterol either. There's just no correlation. Mm-hmm. Uh, people with average there's the Framingham low, study. Yeah, they they get heart attacks just as much as people with so-called high cholesterol. The whole theory yep. is wrong and needs to be thrown out the window. And the and the the famous Framingham study, which was one of the more instrumental in um, kind of giving a victory to uh, the proponents of man-made fats, yeah. um, that study actually had a conclusion that was the opposite of what the media told and in fact showed that the people who took in the most cholesterol and the most fat and of course these are this was in you know before the fat free era and yeah. the high sugar you know right. really took off but those people lived longer and uh and and yeah. were slimmer and it's just yeah. amazing right. that more we heard yeah. what yeah yep yep so it's it's a lot of myths that uh, really need to be busted. And I want to send people to your incredible website, thewestonaprice.org. It's yeah. westonaprice.org. And there, you you know, those of you who know or are vegan or vegetarian, and everyone respects anyone's spiritual belief about it. And uh, I certainly, you know, as a, as a vegetarian for seven years, had those things as part of my my motivation, um, and but uh, it's something really that you should look at, certainly so that you are introduced even in more depth than we can cover right here and right now, uh, some of the science um, that refutes a lot of what we hear in terms of the uh, shortcomings of a meat-eating diet um, or the, you know, the myths about superiority in the vegetarian or vegan diet, and there is an article, you know, there's myth truth section in this uh, website at westonaprice.org yeah, that yeah. is truly amazing. Yeah. Truly and also amazing. I'd just like to point out our local chapters page. Uh, will, you can find a local chapter near you who can help you find uh, good food straight from the farm, animals raised humanely, and uh, the way they're supposed to be raised. Absolutely. And um, I know that also your work uh, deals a lot in the legalization of raw milk um, wherever possible. And uh, this is something that I know that if I had access to it, um, you know, from the beginning, I would have not (laughs) gone through my horrible health crises. And when I see people who were raised eating this way, um, I can almost guess because they are the ones who maybe they come they come with their wife to my program and and uh, their story is totally different. They were raised on on um, plenty of raw food, but but raw milk. And when I see um, people that were raised with that metabolically, they they look oh you know ten to twenty years younger than the average person yeah. their age. You know, one thing about vegetarianism, veganism, it ages you very fast. And part mm-hmm. of the reason is that the saturated fats are so important for your skin. Um, the vegetable oils and all the foods in the vegan diet will um, cause your cell membranes to not work properly and be kind of floppy. And you need the yeah. saturated fats for that good um, integrity of the skin. And, you know, if you eat a salad that doesn't have fat in it, you're also not absorbing all of That's the vitamin right. K. That's right. Exactly. It's a, there are so many well, the clues. Well, the plant form of vitamin K, yes. Uh-huh. 
the plant form of vitamin K. Yeah. And uh, the other thing there, there's recently, and the, the guest that I'm having in the second half of the hour, Stuart Tonk, is also going to share something very interesting uh, in light of veganism, and that is that they have somewhat recently found that the amount of vegetable source omega-3s that you would need to get most of the anti-inflammatory benefits of the animal source, fish mm-hmm. oil, and of course we know grass-fed has a decent amount of omega-3s. It's um, it, it's a little shocking. Uh, I don't want to quote or misquote the study that he's going to share, but uh, it, it's an incredibly uh, higher amount that you would need to consume a vegetable source omega-3s in order yeah. to get these uh, yeah. anti-inflammatory yeah. benefits. And and. One of the reasons for that is that the body cannot actually use the omega-3s without saturated fats. So it needs a lot mm-hmm. of saturated fats used improperly. And then the elongated ones, which are in the animal fats, it's very hard for us to make those. So we need to get them fully formed. And they are only in the animal fats. Absolutely. Um, again, I want to point people to, uh, I would love for you to share uh, the up, next upcoming convention you have for about 10 oh, years. Oh, okay. Yes. We're, we're having great. our 10th annual conference. It's in Chicago, November 13th through 16th. And if you go to our website, westonaprice.org, uh, you'll see all the information on the conference. We have a wonderful time. We showcase delicious foods. We also give CEUs for many health professions. We have a terrific lineup of speakers and a big emphasis on um, sustainable, non-toxic farming this year. And on that note, I wanted to also point out that uh, the idea that meat consumption is bad for the earth, I would love for you to, to uh, we know that grass-fed yeah. and grassland farming is in itself a, a carbon sink. Love carbon your comments sink. on that. Yeah, when you we do the grass farming properly, you actually put carbon into the earth. You don't need to use any chemicals or pesticides. The animals are healthy. You don't need antibiotics. And there's much, there's no erosion, really. Uh, you want to see erosion, that's from the um, uh, raising of grains and soybeans and so forth. Um, the other thing yeah. I want to point out is for every acre of plant foods that are raised, an average of 300 animals are killed. Uh, and mm-hmm. often in very gruesome ways by poisoning or in the plow or whatever. Uh, they often fumigate these fields first to hmm. kill all the critters and varmints. Um, yeah. For every acre of beef that's raised, only one animal is killed. And you do not need hmm. to be killing the birds and the, you know, the deer or anything else. Um, that, Amazing the, thing to yeah. point out. So uh, you cannot eat without killing things. It's just the way of life. And we, we kill animals for all sorts of other reasons that people don't realize, to uh, make glue and to... Um, Uh, you know, make pharmaceuticals. So that's just the nature of the planet we live on. (laughs) Sally, thank you so much. What a great segment, and I hope to have you back. And I hope you'll all go to westonaprice.org and learn more about this incredible organization and uh, her book, uh, Nourishing Traditions. Thanks again, Sally Fallon Morrell. And we'll be right back. 